Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Kentuckiana's ESPN 680, WHBE Newburgh and 105.7 WHBE-FM Eminence Frankfurt. You're listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. <sighs> it's good. It's great. Everything's great. Everything's good. It's great. It's great. Everything's good. Louis Rabo, Zach Cantrell hanging out with you. Ben Roberts, like 15 minutes from now. Jay Davis at 11. This is Rabo and Co. here, ESPN 680, 1057. What a crappy way to start the show. I apologize for my demeanor, people. But my media brethren, and I don't even consider them brethren. I consider them people who have been at this for many, many more years than I have. I'm not at all sure what we're trying to do. And I'm trying to figure it out, and I'm trying to be an understanding human being. Because we get the new sound of Kenny Payne saying last year didn't count. And look, I appreciate him just being honest. Just telling us straight away. What all of us have assumed he thought, which was that he's really a first-year coach this year because everybody else, the evil basketball monsters, were out there and made everything so difficult for that son of Mississippi to take the job here. Zach, there were playoff games in the NFL over the weekend and a man named D'Amico Ryans and a man named C.J. Stroud and whoever the hell their general manager is are all first year to the job. They won their division, and they won a playoff game by a 1,000 points. And today, we get a nice little headline in that downtown liberal rag called the Courier Journal. (laughs) (laughs) And it says the following, Will Louisville be patient with Kenny Payne, like North Carolina has been patient with Hubert Davis. What a fantastic question. That's a great, what a great question. 29-10 and 10 national title game appearance. Horrific down year in which they were ranked number one multiple weeks of the season and went 20-13 and 13 and are 14-3 and three this year. Oh, boy. I really hope people can be patient with that kind of record. Oh, gee golly. I hope that Hubert Davis is sleeping at night okay. Gee golly. I hope that those poor people in Chapel Hill 
can deal with another season of 20 wins. <laughs> Kenny Payne very likely could coach three years here and not win 20 games. Well, he's halfway there. We think he's just going to win 12 wins next year and just get to that 20, no problem, just just do it? No. What planet is this, people? What What freaking planet is this? What are we doing? Why are we pretending that these things are the same? Why are we doing these exercises? Is this just, am I, am I new? To, and that's why I opened with that, by the way. Am I so new that I don't know the point of print journalism? Print commentary. Is it to just be different? Is it just to make two things analogous that are simply not? Is that the point of print journalism? Someone just bleeping tell me, keep your finger close to the, to the dump button. I cannot stand this crap anymore. Why is there a competition to try to make this make sense? Stop. It's a stupid contest. It is a contest of stupidity. Cut it out. On what planet do you look at that product and think that's what I want? On what planet do you look at that and say it is accelerating towards something great? 20 and 13 was rock bottom for UNC last year, according to this article. Rock bottom. They wanted them out of there. I get it. People want people want change all the time. You make it to the national championship game, and then you're ranked number one the next season and you don't make the tournament. I understand. That is a disappointing season. Four and twenty-eight. Is what then? Whatever they're doing this year is what then? Did they inherit different things? Of course they did. But why are we trying to make them analogous? What are we possibly doing? What is the point of this larger exercise? I don't understand it. Zach, I can't can't do 20 minutes on it. I can't. Because I don't understand the exercise. If anyone in print journalism that does anything, I don't care what you do, wants to call 267-9680, I would love to talk to you for five minutes. We're going to talk to Ben Roberts at 1020. Ben Roberts wouldn't do this stuff. When they missed the tournament in 2020, they weren't. The, the, Jerry Tipton wasn't sitting around going, you know what? What about Hubert Davis? Yeah. Let's be patient here. I, I just... Texter positive radio lasted like three days. <laughs> <laughs> it's hey, not my fault. That's a record. I'm trying to do positive radio. Because there were, by the way, large stretches of the game last night where they looked like an organized basketball yes, team. Yes, they were down five in the second half. The game was competitive. They were bombing much away in Chapel Hill. Sure they were. It's the second game in a row. By the way, that there were clear adjustments coming out of halftime. Yes. That actually happened, and now I got to... But we can't talk about that. <sighs> what, what, what's worse? Throw an item number, number one. I can't... People, this, this level of idiocy... To think that you have to write, you do not have to write this article. You don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. You t- mm. uh. I'm not at all sure what we're trying to accomplish by, by making these comparisons, by thinking that these are at all similar. I, I don't I don't get it. I do not understand the point of, of, of getting into a job like that to just lie. Because those are lies. They are not analogous comparisons. Stop it. That was a lie. Thank you. A lot of them. Play that for like 20 minutes and then we'd catch up. <laughs> Cripes, man. I can't. I just don't understand it. I do not. I do not understand. I do not know what other people are seeing. I do not understand it.
Should I just start writing articles that are like, you know what? Male horses shouldn't run anymore. And just see the reaction. Is that what we're doing now? Is that the purpose of this? Oh. Is that why people get into this to say things like this and then have people react to them? Is that what's going on? Well, Skip Bayless made a whole career out of it. I guess everybody wants to be Skip Bayless. Like it's a, it's a joke. I'm sorry. The media is a joke. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. I like C.L. Brown. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Yeah, I did listen to the podcast. Yeah, right. That's why I asked you the question right. I asked. Right. Because it was lunacy, what you said. It was lunacy then. It's, it's worse It's stupid now. now. It's worse now. It's worse. It's worse. It's only getting worse by every game. Was he on yesterday with, with Nikki? Yeah. Damn it. I wish I was there. No, I wish you were on today. <laughs> I, would, I would hang around. I would have ended that man's I would hang career. Around. I'd be like, Nick, move over. Yes. I, I need to talk to this person. <laughs> it's not about ending careers, by the way. No, it's not about that, by the way. It's not personal. This is not at all personal it's that the profession doesn't need people that are doing this this is these are the kinds of conversation and maybe maybe this is what it's for that i admit that there's something called the courier journal where i think they're not doing a good job how about that is that what we're doing now is that what the point of this is because i'm trying to figure it out is that what we're gonna do today fight (laughs) it's a solid 70s reference 70s show reference event case anyone's wondering i just I, i don't know how you can watch What's happening at South or excuse me, South Carolina at North Carolina, and what's happening at Louisville, and think that they're analogous at all? I, I simply don't get. And I um, <laughs> there's a really good text on the text line. We will we will get to that. I have lots of things to say about UK. By the way, we have tons of Calipari sound that's actually interesting. And the people down in Lexington don't feel like they have to lie in their newspaper. That's also very positive. That's been a very positive thing for me. To read non-lying newspaper people. Can we give credit to Eric Crawford, by the way? He did write a good article about the game last night. I feel like Bozich's was fine. Yeah. Because Bozich wants to be positive. I understand that. At least I understand his angle. I understand from where he is coming. That's Mm -hmm. fine. In his case, he talks about, hey, they couldn't keep up with North Carolina. That is absolutely one way to describe what happened last night. That's fine. It is, it is a way to describe that. But this idea of being patient with Kenny Payne, when there is no evidence, there is no sharing of what the plan is, who the kids are going to be, what they're going to play, what the style's going to be, what are you doing coming out of timeouts. None of that is expressed at all. At all. And I do not understand it. I do not understand how people can look at this and see a plan. So I have to, I have to think that it's me. I'm the crazy person. I'm the one who cannot see the progress. I'm the one. Well, both things can be true. <laughs> you could be crazy, but also there's no plan. <sighs> Crawford did write the article, whatever year Payne thinks it is, it may be later than he thinks. Not may. For many people it is. But I come back to this. It's not Zach's decision. It's not my decision. It's not sales extraordinaire Phil Baker's decision. I don't know why I threw Phil Baker under the bus. <laughs> it's Josh Hurd's, man. And maybe this is how Josh is talking to the media. Maybe this is how he talks to the CJ. Maybe this is how he talks to Bozich. Oh, yeah. Oh, we were there. Oh, yeah, yeah, You know, got to be patient with, with Hubert Davis. We can be patient with. Maybe that's what's happening. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it, Zach. Maybe I've cracked the code here. There you go. The athletic director at the University of Louisville is telling CJ, eh, we just need to be patient like they were with Hubert Davis. Just be patient. Just be patient. Maybe that's it. So how do they have higher standards for the football program than they do one of the 10 best basketball programs in America, supposedly? 
Tell me how that makes sense. Jeff, did, 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 here's, here's, what, here's what I know. They're not. Here's what I know. They're not. And, and no one around here, if, if, you, if you are, no one, excuse me. Let's stop talking in absolutes. I won't do that. If you, if you, if you see that article and think, yeah, just more time like Hubert Davis, then, then you have lower standards for Louisville basketball than UNC fans have for UNC basketball. Because right. they were mad during a 20 and 13 season. Yes. And if you think 4 and 28 doesn't count and it's a nothing, then you have lower standards for your program than anyone at North Carolina. Period. Conversation over. That's what it is. Anyone in America. Excellent. No one, by the way, during the, the 9 and 16 season for UK was walking around going, you know what? I see progress. You know what? It's okay that they lost U of L. You know what? They, they're not going to make the tournament. They'll be back next year. No, I didn't hear that. There are standards down the road. They talk about it that way. Across the street, there are no standards now, if this is acceptable. For whoever is talking like this, there are no standards. On the football side, there, there is propping up an excitement about Transfer Portal and about the, and, and by the way, you can tell just by watching the transfer portal what the emphasis is for Jeff Brown for next season. Mm-hmm. We know what it is because we see where he's getting players from, what type of player he's getting, what positions they play, all of those things. We see all of it. That's right. We know the plan. By the way, if you watch the baseball team across the street, very good. Women's basketball, very good, etc., etc., etc. I have no freaking idea what they're trying to do downtown. I have no idea. None. I, I can't. On the men's side. Women's side, I got plenty of... I know what Jeff Walls is doing. I could tune into their game for five minutes, see the plan. It's obvious. I have no idea what UofL is doing. Did, did Sky Clark have a good game last night because that was the game plan or because he decided to? I think it's more just because he chose to. I don't think the game plan had to deal with him because I don't think there's game plan. There's no game plan. I'm not sure that there is. They just pull the balls out. Whatever your Kenny Payne thinks it is, it may be later than he thinks is correct. <laughs> It's it's 2024. What year does he think it is? Oh, he... Mm, great question. He thinks it's UK right after Sutton. That's what he thinks. And he thinks it's that bad. Yeah. And there's no transfer portal. <laughs> like, that's what he really thinks. The death penalty. Uh, yeah, right. NCAA no, right. sanctions. Well, guess Do what? Do we have the KP sound of him saying it's year one? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and play that. Yeah. Um, we, we have a lot to get to today. Ben Robertson, about 10 minutes. But we're, we're starting with this because I just, these headlines, man, I can't, I can't do these, these. It's not even a thought experiment. It's an argument. Go. Kenny, there are certainly some parallels. Hey, see you and Hubert both taking over at your alma maters um, and not having previous head coaching experience. I'm not asking this as in campaign for your job, but how, how long is enough time? for a coach to kind of establish what you want to establish? Well, I didn't inherit the same thing he inherited. Um, that's first, CL. Uh, you know, what I inherited was a broken something. And my job is to clean it up. And to answer your question, I don't really know exactly, but to me, this is, to me, in my in my world, Inheriting what I inherited, this is really year one for me because this is the first time I get to bring my players in and, and start the process of rebuilding a program. Um, but that's just to me. Other people may see that differently. I don't know, but that's how I feel about it. I wish I inherited something similar to what Hubert inherited because I think he started out slow, but as the year went on, he had a great year. So... I want to give Kenny Payne a lot of credit right now because I think that guy tells the truth a lot. He told you he didn't want to take the job. 
that he had to be talked into it. He just told you that what he thought he was inheriting essentially is what Tom Crean inherited at IU. No scholarship players. Completely beaten down. Zach, do you remember top of your head how many games Tom Crean won his first year at Indiana? I believe it was six. It was is that six. right? Do you think they played in any kind of manner the way that U of L did last year? They no. did not. I remember Indiana that year, even though they won six games, they were very competitive in a lot of games. They were respectable. They were respectable. The whole thing. The fan base was behind them and everything. There you could tell there was a plan. You could see the plan. You could see the game plan. Even if it didn't work in many games, it simply did not. Yeah, because they didn't have the guys. They did not That's have a the real games. case where they didn't have the guys. He won the Big Ten title several times while he was there. By open legs, we would say in horse racing, by multiple games. Yes. Does anyone listening right now think Kenny Payne will win the ACC by open games? By multiple games? You remember that? That's ran- the only question I would ask. Do you think that this is going in the direction like Tom Crean? I'm using Tom Crean as the bar right now. Yeah. I want to be very clear about what I'm doing on the radio right now. I am comparing progress at Louisville to a place that hasn't won a title since 87. That's where we are. And that's what these articles do. They lower the bar another notch. That's what we're doing today. That's the conversation today. I cannot imagine being a L fan, hearing that and thinking, you know what? He's right. We need three more years of this. He needs a half decade to figure this out because it was in such bad shape. That is, that is an, an incredible thing to posit and to put in front of your fan base who buys tickets and buys merchandise and other things and makes donations so that you can make $3.5 million a year. That is a hell of a thing to say to them. It, it, <laughs> it is a stunning, stunning revelation to say, when I got here, you handed me crap, and now I'm trying to make art out of your crap. That is essentially what he's saying. Ben Roberts will join us next. He's presented by our friends at uh, Martini Italian Bistro, martinilouisville.com. Go check him out in the East End. Great spot for lunch. It really is. Uh, reminder, some programming around here. It is Thursday. So you get our normal uh, Thursday night programming, which is uh, nothing local. <laughs> so we'll go out to Louisville Women's Basketball on 93.9. Pre-game starts at 6.30 over there. Uh, they're playing at Clemson tonight. Game will start at, 90, uh, at 7 o'clock on 93.9. You can go listen to Walls and company over there. Nick Kern and all the folks covering the, that team as well. Timberwolves, Grizzlies, little NBA. How about that on 680-1057 over here on uh, 680-1057, but also on 93.9. So on all stations as well. We'll do a wing zone uh, read later. But uh, Ben Roberts next from the Herald Leader. We do it next here at ESPN 680-1057. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling.
You are listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. All right, welcome back in. Thursday edition of Rabo and Co. here, ESPN 680-1057. Alongside Zach Cantrell, I am Louis Rabo at Radio Louis. On Twitter, you can find the station at ESPN 680 as well. A reminder that we will have coverage of... Um, uh, we will have a post-game show for uh, UK basketball this weekend. That is the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife post-game show. And a man who's covered the game last night and is up and at him nice and early is Ben Roberts to talk to us here in his usual spot on Thursday, presented by our friends at Martini Italian Bistro, martinilouisville.com. Uh, so, Ben, when you cover a game, and these are these are the dream games, you're at home and it's a 7 o'clocker, um, <laughs> <laughs> what time does Ben Roberts actually hit the pillow? Um, last night at... Uh, I think it was about 2 a.m. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, a little after. Well, yeah, between 2 and 2.30. All right. Okay. And then your kids understand that, so they let you sleep in, right? They, yeah, <laughs> 7, 7 a.m. So we get them dressed, and okay. I usually get back in bed for a little a little while. Well, that's good to know, at least. All right. The understanding spouse is a key to many of these things. Ben Roberts yeah. with us. At Ben Roberts HL on Twitter. Yeah, anytime I have to say... I'm flying somewhere to go to a horse racing weekend. My wife gives me the look and then says, okay, buddy. All right. Okay. Um, all right. So they get the win last night. They beat Mississippi State. Um, it was outside of about a five-minute stretch, Ben. I would say it was very workman. It was very just – I don't want to call it ho-hum, but we're, we've gotten so used to how efficient and how good on offense this team can look when they are really – when they're really clicking. I thought last night was one of those games. You were there. What was your sort of general takeaway from last night? Yeah, I mean, other than that stretch, um, I mean, obviously the beginning of the second half, a little toward the end of the first half, um, I mean, I thought it was one of their better games. And the fact that they did it against a defense as yep. highly rated as Mississippi State's, I think was important because, um, I mean, they've obviously they've, they've put up points against Kansas, which has a, a highly efficient defense. Texas A&M is not bad by any means, um, and they put up points against them. But they hadn't done it. You know, their their biggest offensive games have been against, frankly, terrible defenses. Um, and defenses that it seems are only getting worse when you look at, right. you know, Miami and Louisville and, and some of the uh, some of the smaller schools uh, that they played earlier in the season and, and put up triple digits or, or 90-plus. Um, this team was number eight in Ken Palm defensive efficiency coming in. Chris Jans had never given up 90 points. In 50 previous games as Mississippi State's head coach, that's something he prides himself on, and and uh, obviously that ripples down, uh, trickles down to the team, and it's something that they pride themselves on. Um, so, I mean, the way they were able to just basically score at will against this team in particular, I thought was impressive. And then while they still gave up 77 points, um, I thought for stretches at least, I'm not going to say the defense was fixed or anything, but sure. for stretches, I thought the defense looked better. Um, and and the rebounding, uh, they they uh, they they tied them on the boards. They gave up 14 offensive rebounds, but they tied them on the boards. Uh, there there just seemed to be it seemed to be more of a complete game than maybe at the Texas A and M game, where yes, they came out and looked good offensively, but really really struggled in some other areas. So you know, I think it was another step forward for um for a team that has it looks like a lot more step forward in them and i think they are going to take some step steps back at time especially on the road in the sec but you know i think uh, this is one where john calipari leaves the arena feeling pretty good about uh pretty good about the future 
Um, ben Roberts with us at Ben Roberts HL uh, on Twitter. Texter pointing out this is the first UK team in history to score 90 points in 15 of its 16 games. Is that true, man? That's a that's a hell of a way to start a season. Yeah, that was a uh, yeah, that was a note uh, that that Tony Neely, who always drops some great yeah, yeah. nuggets on us, uh, <laughs> yeah. Neely's nuggets after after the game, he yeah. he, uh, he rattled that one off wow. last night. And yeah, I mean it's uh, it, 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 it was also another example of just the ways that the many ways they can beat you. Um, mm. And I asked Antonio after last night's game, and, and maybe not this one because he scored 27 points and did it in a lot of uh, really interesting ways. But, uh, you know, he acknowledged that, that he's sometimes seen as a quiet scorer. And in some of these That's games right. you look up and he, he's got 20 and you're, you're wondering where they came from. And then you think back and like, oh, yeah, he, he just kind of, you know, found his, uh, found his spots where he could. And yet, you know, this guy's got 16 and that guy's got 18. And um, it seems like they've got about – Six or maybe seven guys who who can do that on a, on a regular basis, and then two or three who pretty much do it every night. Um, and, and that again is, I think, what is going to make opposing coaches uh, not want to see them in March. Because <laughs> um, yes, they have problems defensively, um, but they're always going to score points on you, no no matter it seems who you are. Ben Roberts with us. You mentioned Antonio Reeves. Uh, he, from a distance, uh, from an observer's point of view seems to have really stepped into more of a leadership role with this team on the court. Are you seeing that off the court as well? And are you seeing the same thing on the court that I am? Seems to really enjoy playing with these guys, but also has clearly stepped into a leadership role. You know, probably vacated by Oscar. Yeah, and I vacated by a lot of people, really. If you That's think fair. about not only the leadership, I, I think leadership's even too strong for what last season was. There were a lot mm. of personalities on that team that had been around. Um, so when you have an Oscar and you have a Savir Wheeler and you have a Jacob Toppin and you've got a vocal guy like C.J. Frederick who didn't play the year before but had been in the program for a couple seasons, um, Lance Ware is another was another big personality um, and I would argue one of their one of their better leaders last season. But you have all those voices in the room and then you've got Antonio Reeves coming in from mid major Missouri Valley Conference uh, Illinois State one trying to step up his own game to figure out okay how do I how do I translate this to the SEC? How, how can I do here what I was doing there? And two, uh, you know, a, a pretty naturally quiet guy anyway, um, trying to insert himself into that locker room and, and find his voice in the locker room all at the same time. That was a difficult transition for him, and he's talked about it. And he's talked about not really getting comfortable until the very end of the season. And I don't – I mean, looking back – and talking to him now and talking to him then, I don't know that he was ever really comfortable in that role, um, uh, you know, all the way up until the Kansas State game. Uh, he seemed to kind of defer a lot, not not necessarily on the court, but but in the locker room around his teammates. Um, and now, you know, you, you and Trey Mitchell are the only, the only guys who aren't teenagers, basically. Mm-hmm. Plus, you've got a bunch of young guards coming in who are looking for somebody. You know, these – these are guys who are ultra talented. Pretty much all of them are, are projected as NBA draft picks, but they also all want to get better. And that's, that's been clear talking with them and, and watching how they go about things. And if you want to get better, the only guy in the room who's been in college basketball at your position is Antonio Reeves. And I, I think that's been a really good match that Antonio's kind of had these, I mean, kids. That, that he can kind of look over and be a big brother to. And then these kids have an Antonio Reeves who they can look at and look at his habits and, and you know, pick his brain about stuff. 
And I think that that has really kind of put him at ease in the locker room. And then, obviously, you see his play on the court. It's so much easier for him to play his style of basketball when he has a Rob Dillingham or a Reed Shepard or a DJ Wagner on the floor. When he doesn't, I mean, we've talked about how great Oscar Sheboy is, and we're not going to discount, you know, what he did over the two seasons here. But it's also a lot easier for him to play his game when Oscar Sheboy isn't in the lane. Um, so, you know, I think it's just kind of a, a perfect scenario for him. And, you know, I asked last night if, if he, you know, last season nobody saw Antonio Reeves as an NBA player. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I agree. Um, defensively, uh, he struggled. Offensively, he was streaky. Now you hear people talk, you hear national people talk, and it's not like he's going to be a first-round pick, I don't think, because of his age and, and you know, the way the draft is. But he's going to get a shot because um, he has improved defensively. And he's shown that if you put him on a team with other talented players, which he will be on a team like that in the NBA if he makes it, uh, he, he really has some unique skills that, that I think will translate. So, um, you know, I, I think it's just been a perfect scenario for him uh, coming back here this season. Ben Roberts with us. Again, he's presented by our friends at Martini Italian Bistro, martinilouisville.com. Check them out. Lunch, dinner, brunch. Uh, they got catering, tons of options, a kid's menu for that brunch. Uh, very cool options out there. Great happy hour tonight. Uh, $6 glasses of wine, $7 martinis at Martini Italian Bistro in the East End. Um, so last year, I asked you every single week <laughs> uh, when they were going to throw the keys uh, to Case and Wallace. And this year, that question is about the defense. Um, famously, uh, in an interview at this station with the guy on before me, Drew Diener, uh, Richard Patino was quoted as saying, you know, oh well, we got to work on this. We got to work on this. And Drew's like, well, you know, you got you got like a top two, three seed here. And his response was, well, yeah, everyone hates their own players, right? <laughs> and it's one of those things you know everything about your own team. At what point do we have to just kind of accept that the defense is what it is, and the way that Kentucky's going to win is by being by excelling in other areas? Um, I mean, I don't think. I mean, I I know John Calipari is not going to accept that, mm. and I don't. You know, I don't think John Cal- Calipari expects this team to be a 2014-15 or 2011-12 type of defensive team, but he does see areas where they can get better. Um, and I think a lot of that is just the, the connectivity and communication that he's talked about. The You know, if you look at it, I think it's it's pretty simple things. It's not like these guys – it's not like they have a bunch of unathletic guys or dumb basketball players. This is a high IQ team, and it's a very athletic team. Um, and, and can be a very long team, depending on what um, what uh, lineup you're going to put out there. And then they've got the seven footers now, who are still getting acclimated. So while there's still, you know, while there's only a couple months to go in the season, and that doesn't seem like very long um, to make, you know, vast improvements. I think the uh, the ingredients are there to be a a better, a noticeably better defensive team between now and March. It's just going to be a matter of getting all the guys on the right page and, um, you know, trying to go from there. And, you know, what Kyle's talked about here more recently is turning the page from your offensive struggles, which I think a couple of players are still having trouble doing, and and just getting back and and playing defense and forgetting about it and knowing you're going to get an opportunity to score or do this or do that the next time down the floor. Right. Um, so that's and, and if you look back at some of his younger teams, that's been an issue uh, with some of those teams that have improved uh, toward the end. So yeah, I don't. Th- they're not going to be world beaters defensively. I, I think it. 
I, I just think they're too young, too inexperienced, and college basketball is older, and the league is better, and the, mm. the opposing coaches are better. But I, I do, I do think there is definitely some room to grow, and uh, there's also a willingness. Clearly, um, you talk to and you watch guys like Rob Dillingham, DJ Wagner, um, Antonio Reeves is one. Um, you know, these guys they want to get better, and they know they need to get better to 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 uh, raise their stock at the next level. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think you, I don't think you write them off and just go all in on offense right now, because I'm not sure as good as they are there that you can bank on that to win four games or six games in a row in March. Uh, ben Roberts with us. He's from the Herald leader, Kentucky.com slash sports. You can find all of their, uh, stuff down there. We're seeing a mix of different lineups. And I feel like this last, you know, the game last night, Ben, was not necessarily an experiment night for John Calipari, but the guard lineups, the, those sorts of things, really were sort of all over the place. Trey Mitchell seems to be – he's going to be on the court. That's kind of just what uh, what Cal's going to do uh, going forward. He really obviously trusts Trey Mitchell in a really serious, uh, meaningful way. Um, were you surprised by any of the, the lineups last night? Um, I mean, he, he tried out the all-freshman lineup some. He played the two bigs together the two seven footers together a little i think to see what that would look like and he is you know he played trade 28 minutes which he played last week they played an overtime game so 85 total minutes and he played something like 84 um so he he is trying to get him a little more rest he doesn't want i mean we saw what happened with kellen grady a couple years Mm, ago okay uh we we you know case wallace ty ty washington i don't think people realize the the extent that some of these guys were injured and playing through injuries late in the season. And you can't do that in March and, and, and make a run like that in the NCAA tournament. It's just too hard. So I, I think, I think he wants to protect Trey in that regard when he can, which last night was an instance where he could one of the few instances recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ugana, I mean, having Ugana step up and be, you know, at the very least serviceable, he played 17 minutes last night. It did some really good stuff. And that was another, you know, the second half against Texas A&M, he, he, he did some really good stuff. So I think he wants to get it to a point where, um, you know, this eight, nine-man rotation, that he can trust any of these guys out on the floor at any time, and, and that means getting Trey Mitchell uh, some time off. That means, you know, getting an Antonio Reeves some, some extended time on the bench so he has his legs underneath him for those close games where you need to you need to run in transition, hit some threes, and, and make some stuff happen in the half-court offense. So, uh, yeah, it, I think it is maybe a little experimental, but I, I think he's he's maybe trusting a couple other guys a little bit more and, and wants to see how they'll do against good competition. Ben Roberts with us at Ben Roberts HL. He's presented by our friends at Martini Italian Bistro, Martini Louisville.com. Uh, uh, I haven't asked about him in months, um, believe it or not, but Big Z, uh, any updates on Big Z? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't. I don't have anything on that. It's uh, it is it's been surprising even to me who follows NCAA stuff pretty closely that, that yeah. this has gone on now more than three months since he arrived on campus and obviously they they started the process before he even got here. So um, you know it's unfortunate. Uh, you know I, I think on their end, I mean obviously they want to see him eligible, but on their end they would just like an answer for for the kid, a final answer on what is going to happen to him whether he can play or not. Um, but you also don't really want to, I, I, you know, I, I think if you if you try to push or force for that answer right now, which I don't even really know how you go about doing that, 
uh, you, you might not like the answer you're going to get, and that's why you you really are in you know no no other position but to be as patient as uh, as you can be with it. But yeah, I mean it's halftime of last night's game was the halfway point of the uh, regular season, and they still don't have a final say on whether a kid's going to be eligible or not. When I mean, Kyle's right there. There were instances across the country of European players in very similar situations. And, I mean, you know, one specific uh, situation that, that seemed a lot more dire than Z's, and, and a lot of those players are eligible. So, um, yeah, it, it has been surprising that it's stretched on this far. But, yeah, I don't – nobody's really talking about when or how it, it, might, uh, it might end. All right, um, let's get you out of here uh, on this for basketball side. Cal wins his 400th game at Kentucky. Cam Drummond writes the article about his place in Kentucky history. <laughs> Who's making these decisions? <laughs> well, I think Cam made that one. That, that, that was fine with me. Uh, yeah. All right, uh, I was not asked as part of the Kentucky media to uh, vote at all for the sports figure nominees of the year with the Herald Leader. Um, oh, really? Who have I pissed off down there? I'm just asking. Uh well we could you know I have not voted yet and it just reminded <laughs> me that I might have missed the deadline. Uh, it's midnight tonight. Yes, I'm yeah. Going to get in trouble for that. Uh, you didn't get a ballot. I did not. So is it story or is it Clay? Like who did I piss off? I just want to know. I don't know that. I don't know that you. I don't know that that happened. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll send, I'll send you a ballot right now if you want to vote. Okay, well let's do that. Uh, follow up question. Today is National Women's Healthy Weight Day. Oh, God. Um, when you talk with your wife about this, what kind of terms does Ben Roberts use to describe we, healthy weight uh, for a woman? We, no, we do not talk about this. No conversations about how much your wife should weigh? Nothing like that? Uh, no. No, okay, got it. okay. Uh, today is also National Gourmet Coffee Day. Uh, what kind of coffee does Ben Roberts drink, and why is it just black? Uh, it is just black. It's Dunkin' <laughs> Donuts original oh, okay. black. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. good coffee. That's, that's, that's good. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Are you a Keurig guy at home? Because I'm judging you a little. No. Okay. Uh, okay. Right. We. I don't know what our what brand. Is. It's just a regular. It's like regular coffee maker though. Not a not okay. a Keurig. Well, he's a drip coffee guy. How about that, little Ben Roberts? You know yeah. he's got good coffee. Martini Italian Bistro in the East End. How about that, Martini Louisville. Uh, dot com. Ben. Uh, good luck with the conversation for Women's Healthy Weight Day. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, Louis. <laughs> See you, man. All right, Ben Roberts. There you go. Ben Roberts HL on Twitter, Kentucky.com slash sports. Go find all their stuff down there. Um, I, I thought really, frankly, given that it wasn't a close game, it was still a really interesting game last night. We'll get into more of the details as the show goes on. Jay Davis will join us at 11 in his usual spot. Um, really, I, I think we'll go a little basketball heavy to start his segment. We'll move to the, NBA, the NFL Excuse me. Uh, by the end of that as well. 400 wins for Cal at Kentucky is an interesting number for sure obviously he's in that number two spot by himself um he's not going to catch Rupp because no one's going to catch Rupp because uh, no one's going to coach 42 years of school and have the kind of success that Adolph Rupp did with his 876 wins but 400 and 116 is his record at Kentucky do people think of him as every five games winning 80 percent of them that's fascinating right because I don't th- I don't think people do right so uh it's an interesting thing by the way Joby Hall behind him 297 and 100 Tubby Smith was 263 and 83 uh, in his time there. Rick Pitino, of course, 219 and 50. <laughs> Ridiculous numbers. All right, on the other end, uh, we'll wrap up the hour. Uh, got plenty to talk about as far as the local hoops teams. Um, Jim Ursay, the headline, 
And I know Zach's a, a Colts fan, so I want to get into this, but it, this is this was one that, that I'm interested in. The ACC fight with Florida State is annoying but also hilarious at this point, so we'll get into that, a reminder of programming here uh, at the station as well, um, that uh, we will have your full coverage for when Louisville visits Wake Forest. I guess they're staying in North Carolina for a couple days. Good for them. Uh, Alex White Network coverage will start at 10.30 a.m. on Saturday. It is a noon tip, so after that, Taylor Lynch Sometime mid-afternoon, my guess is uh, that you'll want some of that uh, Coors Light uh, that he's going to be uh, talking about there uh, at the <laughs> as part of that post-game coverage as well. And hey, NFL playoffs this weekend. We'll have all the games where we are your home for the Ravens on 93.9. Cross the hall, pregame at 4, kickoff 4.30 as they host the Texans and C.J. Stroud and DeMarco, uh, excuse me, D'Amico Ryan, DeMarco, D'Amico Ryans. Um, check them out, divisional round. That'll be on Sunday in the afternoon. They get the early game there uh, that's presented by our friends at Liquor Barn. Kentuckians go to celebrate life on the other end. We'll wrap up the hour, me and Zach, and then we'll get Jay in here and do it next. Here, Rabo and Co., ESPN 680-1057. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. Ah, yes, music from an era dominated by constipated singers. This is Rabot & Co. here, ESPN 680-1057. Alongside Zach Cantrell, my name's Louis Rabot. You can find me on Twitter, at Radio Louis. You can find the station, of course, at ESPN 680. Uh, Zach is at your boy ZC on Twitter as well. You can find him on every single show on this channel. All of them. Sure seems like it. These just, days. Uh, just an FYI, he is very available. You will hear Zach's voice. Want to thank Adam and his staff. By the way, if you were thinking about lunch, think about Wing Zone. They're going to drop off that Wing Zone catering today to our ESPN Louisville studios. Perfect for your next get together, game watch party. Try that chicken sandwich. Cannot recommend it enough. It's absolutely delicious. Just six bucks. Order online. Tons of deals on the website. Wingzone.com. Three area locations. Dixie Highway in front of Holy Cross High School for our friends out there south of the airport. I won't say what part of town that is. Of course, just outside Audubon Park on Papa Level Road and in Hikes Point on Huntsinger Lane. Check them out. Wingzone.com. Deals on the website. Really, really nice folks. The one that I get to most often is the one on Poplar Level. Super nice folks over there. Very, very good food. One of my favorite drops of the week. Wingzone.com. All right. Uh, I got the email already from Ben Roberts for Kentucky Sports Figure of the Year. Now, Zach, have you heard the term unvitation? I have not. Okay. Is this an unvitation? Is this the Herald Leader's way of, of giving me so little time? Because I'm going to show you what they send you. This is very 
common, by the way. We get these kinds of things um, all the time. That's the information to vote for person of the year. Go ahead and look at my computer, Zach, that I'm holding up for you. That's the amount of information, and there are several pages. Ooh. Okay? And I have a couple of hours to turn this around. Is that an invitation? Sure seems like it. <laughs> Oh, man. Who are people's 2023 Kentucky sports figure of the year? Who is that person? Nick Mingione is on here because uh, UK baseball uh, won 40 games. How about that? <laughs> North Oldham star Reagan Mangan is on this list. How about that? She was named Miss Kentucky Tennis. Maybe I'll just vote for Reagan. Why not? <laughs> just say no. <laughs> a little Reagan talk on, a, on Thursday. Why not? Oh, man. Reagan wouldn't have cried. I, I think I could just pick the random. By the way, so the best athlete going right now in the state of Kentucky is at Sacred Heart of Basketball. Her name is Zakiya Johnson. Like, she's it. She's the best. Yeah. Like, that's not it. So I might I might just vote for Zakiya and just be done with it. <laughs> Might be the easiest thing. There are horse racing trainers on here. Do I just do a top 10 of horse racing? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Would you rather talk about that or Kenny Payne? I'd rather hear the top 10 horse like racing Like, Archangelo's on this list because he was born in Kentucky. Yeah. Like, the, like the, his parents had sex in Kentucky, so, like, he's on this list. Think about that. That's horse racing, buddy. There it is. It's where people have sex that matters. There you go. <laughs> uh, Josh Allen's on here because uh, he's the uh, he's the not the Josh Allen, the other Josh Allen. Well, there's um, one that plays for the Jaguars. <laughs> that's too. right, and that's the one that's on this list. So there you go. All right. Well, um, <laughs> just horses, just ten horses that were born in Kentucky. <laughs> never said this to me again. Travis Perry's on here, of course. That's a good one, actually. Stormy Daniels coming down to the text line. <laughs> Can you find that sound? Just find it. We're doing that now. That'll happen before the hour. We're just going to tell you that. Man, oh, man. If you missed any part of the show, including what a uh, texter said, man, I didn't know by your demeanor if you ever got mad, but now I know. Um, you can go back and listen at the podcast center, ESPNLouisville.com. Should be pretty easy to find Stormy Daniels. Go ahead. Once you got it, this is our guy, Billy. The Reed. Midday Rush with Lachlan McLean. Derby Day Riders Up is still to be announced, but on Stormy Daniels and Andy Sweeney. Oh, come on, man. Presented by Sternberg Automotive Sales and Service on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Who wins that sound? I think it's close. Is it the Stormy Daniels comment or is it Darren Rogers' full reaction of, come on, man? Stormy Daniels. Yeah, it's, it's cl- close, but it's, it's close, stormy. Right? Like, because Rogers' response, Darren's response is near perfect, right? I mean, it's, come on, man. Like, like the full, like, legit response in his voice like he's feeling every moment of that is it bad i looked up stormy daniels and i guess diener has a couple of him talking about stormy oh let's go let's play him okay. why not we're here <laughs> look at the so i started getting these texts and everything on friday oh god that apparently, apparently some people were putting out flyers over at the blue white game about derby entertainment <laughs> yes who is coming to lexington derby night i guess there was no availability in louisville i'm guessing uh, i don't who Tormy Daniels for crying out loud. Oh, I know no. Billy wants to go. Well, what is she going to do? Oh, she'll be performing. What is she gonna do? I know Billy. I never heard this. Oh boy. Billy won't be at the derby. No. <laughs> PJ with just the oh man, just the subtle slide. Stormy oh, will it. be performing. Oh man. Para Johnson, dude. Oh God. <laughs> Oh, it's so good, man. It really is. It's so good. 
What is she gonna do? Thank you, Drew. <laughs> what is she gonna do? <laughs> Like and be like, hey, honey, going out with the boys, going to the casino. Oh, what are you gonna do? (laughs) What? What do you mean? Hit the boat. What? What are you doing there? (laughs) What is Stormy Daniels? What is Stormy Daniels gonna do? (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic, man. Oh God, that's great, man. Oh man, (laughs) I texted it to you last night. Are you surprised? Speaking of football, Uh that the Cowboys are keeping Mike McCarthy? Yes. Why are you surprised? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, <laughs> expecting a different result. Like Jerry Jones has clearly seen that Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott are going nowhere. They've won a grand total of one playoff game in four years, and you're supposed to be the Dallas Cowboys. We talk about standards, how Louisville's supposed to have standards. I get it. The Dallas Cowboys are supposed to have standards, and they clearly don't. Is this a I-know-I'm-right move by Jerry Jones? So basically every move Jerry Jones has made in his entire career. That he's made a whole career. I, mean, this of, isn't I know I'm right. Right. This isn't different. No. Right. Okay. okay. He thought he was right when he fired Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Right. He, spoiler. He wasn't. He was not correct. <laughs> spoiler. Freaking alert. That's right. <laughs> Have you seen any of the, the the Jimmy Johnson like halftime sort of talks, like the pep talks? Oh yeah, I saw it on Sunday. Yeah, that's as mad as I've ever seen Jimmy Johnson. What? What is in the water down there that the guys get that worked up about it, even after getting fired? I don't know. If I, were, if I were Jimmy, I'd hate the Cowboys. Um, happy uh, Women's Healthy Weight Day, uh, National Women's Healthy Weight Day. We'll ask uh, Nick how he handles that. <laughs> yeah. The answer is poorly. Not not great. That's right. Um, National Gourmet Coffee Day. Was it was it the most predictable thing ever that Ben Roberts was a black coffee guy? Of course. All right. I mean, like, and I am. I want to be clear. Like I am as well. But like Ben Roberts was the like. If there's a stereotype of black coffee drinkers. It's him. Right? Oh, you guys That's fit it. that perfectly. Oh, yeah, no question. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Texter Jerry kept McCarthy so he could watch two hours of Cowboys talk on first take. That is a good text. It is also a proper text. It's also true. Man, somebody texted the other day, and they were like, I had first take out of the background while you were doing your show, and all but 17 minutes of it was Cowboys. For the entire two hours? The two hours. Did the other playoff games not happen? Nobody talked about the Lions? I can't. Did Im- they talk about the Lions? I can't imagine being a consumer of of that it's just so unappealing to me oh look they're talking about the ravens how about that Uh, now this is a this is a real narrative and i'm happy to talk about this right now we talk about with jay like lamar's one and three in the playoffs it's okay to question if he's good in the playoffs or not yes like that's a reasonable question he hasn't played it's not an anti-red thing or whatever like it's just he wanted three man crappy completion percentage more ints than tds i mean like he hasn't won a yeah, he hasn't won a playoff game since 2020. Do you remember the last playoff game he played in? Played in? Yeah, because he the last two years <sighs> he was hurt. He didn't play last year in the playoff game. They lost as a higher seed at home. No, they actually were lower seed. They lost oh, okay. to Buffalo in Buffalo. Oh, they beat okay, the Titans okay, okay, okay. the week before. That's what it was. They won in, they won yeah. in Nashville, they, right? Yeah, yes. but they lost to the Titans when they okay. were 14-2. and that, two You're right, you're right. Yep, I'm mixing up my seasons. You're right, yep. I, I just, he stunk in that game too. That's that's a reasonable question. This is a good discussion. Can he turn it around? The answer is yes. Yes, I believe in him. But but if he doesn't, if he but loses if he doesn't, this then week, yeah. we know. If, I mean, if, he's, this, if this team doesn't win their first game, we know. Yes. We know this is it. I mean, yes. that, it is not going to work. How many quarterbacks have ever started that poorly in postseason I, and ever turned it around? I know Peyton lost his first wow, three. Good question. He lost his first three playoff games. How unprecedented would this turnaround be? 
Yeah. The only thing I would say about Lamar is he's 26. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's one Which in is three. weird to think about. He's one in three, like 23 and younger, essentially. Right? I mean, like, yeah. at some point, people do mature and get older and those kinds of things. But I look, I think it's an absolutely legitimate concern. Um, another, you know, couple of texts actually about the time off for them. Yeah, because they sat everybody in week 18, and then last week they were off. Is it too much? We'll find out. <laughs> what crappy sports talk radio. I, we'll I, find out. I personally would have played the guys in the first half. That's what you said, yeah. Right. I, I stand by that. Yeah. I can't remember if Laporta got dinged up in the first half or the second, but that's sort of neither here nor there. With well, the he Lions, played, but, so but didn't he, But he ended up playing, that's right. Yes, he did. And they didn't even have the bye for him to no. shore up his knee, and he was good. So and yeah. he caught a touchdown. <laughs> On on a route where you had to be sprinting. Yes. Yes, right. On yes, four, right. fourth so, down, too. Yes. So he was fine. But uh, we'll get, uh, by the way, we'll we'll talk to Jay. That'll be the first thing we talk about because he is in the Detroit area. Just what the hysteria is like um, and what it's been like the last couple of weeks. And I know this isn't something Zach's interested in, but like to go from a Michigan national title to the Lions winning a playoff game for a lot of people in that area. That's something that just doesn't happen very often, right? Or so, ever. Or ever is right. And so, um, you know, it, it has to be a little – it has to be a lot of – Do you remember the la- – <laughs> do you know the last time the Lions won multiple playoff games in a season? 57? 1957. That's only because they had a tiebreaker game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Texture so wants to know – oh, this is a fair one. Does Louie have a response to the besmirchment of his facts regarding Michigan State's net ranking? Um, uh, here's, here's my response, and I will tell you just what I told James Black. If you want to know why Strebel is in drive time and why he's great at sports talk radio, it's the following. He says Michigan State stinks without watching them by only looking at their record, right? Not about who they played or how they play or who's on their team or anything else. They just stink, right? Yeah. And it's in his best interest in his own mind that Izzo stinks and Calipari's great, right? I understand that. If you really want to be in those levels of, I don't know, not even rivalry, but whatever it is that, that Round Eddie wants to occupy. Right. So he says, oh, the net is bunk. I really like Ken Palm. Great. So I just literally pull up Ken Palm. And Zach, I did not know the Ken Palm ranking for Michigan State because I do not, I do not follow them as part of my job. I just watch them and curse them. Okay? Yeah. That's right. it. Right. <laughs> That's it. The only team I'm not cursing right now is Michigan State hockey. They're, at, they're two spots ahead of Kentucky going into the game last night in, in the Ken Palm. And then we learned on that show that the Ken Palm is bunk too. Okay? So... <laughs> So if you want to do sports talk radio, just say something, don't have facts to back it up, and then when you get facts, say why the facts are stupid. That's sports talk radio. That's sports talk radio right there, and that's why Round Daddy's the best. So there's a representative from Florida (laughs) who came out today in a congressional hearing and said, we need to save college sports as we know it. And if there's anything worse than people in Congress getting involved in college sports, I'd like to hear it. As Dan Issel said many times in the show, I'm here. For, I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. The most terrifying words that can be said. Is that what Reagan said? <laughs> it was. Uh, his 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 most true statement ever was: "There's nothing more permanent than a temporary government program." That's right. That is a hundred percent true. Uh, do you know what isn't temporary? It's how awesome DraftKings Sportsbook is, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, bringing you an offer that'll help make these playoffs, man, just electrifying. New customers, you can bet five bucks on any game. Get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Look, you got the four playoff games this weekend. Our local teams are going to be getting back into it uh, over the weekend as well. Fun games last night. Zach hit the over Zach by half a point. 
in the UL game. It's unbelievable how good Vegas is, but Zach gave you the over yesterday in that game. Uh, maybe we'll get into some more of that uh, tomorrow as well. Get you ready for the weekend. Hey, everyone with the app gets a no-sweat, same-game parlay for every playoff game day as well. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that code WHPE. New customers, you can bet just 5 bucks to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code WHBE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus, physically present in Kentucky. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Opt-in required. One no-sweat token issued per eligible day after opt-in. No-sweat bonus bets issued based on amount of losing qualifying bet. Eligibility, max reward limits, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. On the other end, we talked to Jay Davis. He's presented by our friends at Lana Sports, L-A-N-A Sports.com. Use that code ABA20. Only from this show. ABA20. Get all of your favorite ABA items with them as well. Jay Davis next here. ESPN 680, 105.